Last time I have been uh, speaking about the Noble Eightfold Path and in particular about Samaditi or right or wise view as the first component of the Noble Eightfold Path. And so once, you know, that is established, well, once we at least, you know, practicing with that, it helps us to gain some clarity about our motivation, you know, where we are coming from. Because it gives us a template to investigate our own aspirations from. And then we can see, you know, how much of it is, is just like about me, 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 and how much of it is really wanting to serve, you know, wanting to be part of a bigger picture. And that's a very important investigation at the beginning, you know, because then that can make sure that we are heading in the right direction. Because right view can, you know, really recondition the heart mind and developing our capacity for perception, for seeing the bigger context. And then, you know, that whole movement starts to lead towards non-harming, towards wholesome actions and, and towards awakening. As long as, you know, we don't investigate our motivation, we can quite easily, you know, fool ourselves. Even it's not intentional, but it still happens because we just are like fish, you know, swimming in the water, not really knowing ourselves good enough. Then it becomes just, you know, a, a simple repetition of old patterns over and over again. And, you know, a really alarming example is what's going on in the Middle East, where we can see, you know, the repetition compulsion of trying to just get rid of very powerful emotions and not having the capacity, you know, to include how the other party feels, what the intentions of the other party are, what the other party needs, and only being in such a strong contraction, only being able to think about me, 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 and that never is going to go anywhere, you know, there's be a constant warring. So it's a very important investigation to make, you know, before we are doing anything really, small or big. And, you know, in the Middle East, we can really see how the, how the approach to the crisis is part of the crisis. The approach itself, you know, is at the root of the crisis. And as long as the approach isn't changed, it's just going to be the same thing over and over again. And then as soon as we are, you know, starting to work with right view, it starts to shift. Because if we do work, you know, with the Four Noble Truths, which are the template for right view, we will notice if we are holding on or if we are not holding on to some preconceived notions of what needs to be. And, you know, last time I've been speaking about right view, 
and have also been you know flagging that as soon as right view is in place right thought starts to emerge and that's what i'd like to speak about today about sama sankapa or right thought sometimes it's also translated as a right intention or wise intention purpose resolve or aim i quite like right thought myself and the, the classic definition in the canon is right thought is thoughts of renunciation, thoughts of benevolence or metta, and thoughts of compassion, karuna. These are the three kinds of right thought or right intention. The first one are being the opposite of sense desire is renunciation. The opposite of ill will is benevolence or metta. And the opposite of cruelty is compassion karuna. And that always involves, you know, the capacity to see things in a bigger context, to have the space in the mind, you know, to see every to see much more than just one's own uh, wishes. And you know, and simply speaking, if our speech, action, and livelihood, you know, is based on right thought or right intention, then it's going to be wholesome. And these are the next three factors of the path I'm going to speak about next time. And there's a very well-known quote, you know, which we have actually, and myself, uh, when we had the 10th anniversary of Aloka Vihara Forest Monastery, a little book was coming out for free distribution and it had this quote on the first page. Whatever one frequently thinks and ponders upon, that becomes the inclination of the mind. It's a very central quote, you know, in the Buddhist canon and that says it all, you know. Because any speech, any action, any anything comes from being thought about first. And if those thoughts are in sync with right intention, the actions which arise from that can only be wholesome. And then, you know, as soon as right view and right thought are in place, from there onwards, you know, the following components of the path automatically arise in the right direction. And the right direction means, you know, doing wholesome actions in the world and leading to full awakening. So it's the embodiment path and the transcendent path together. What in the scriptures is called mundane and supermundane right view. So it's a training, you know, which helps us to come out from under our own instincts, fears, habits, and drives. Choosing, you know, to leave values that lead us to become the kind of person we want to be, rather than just, you know, basing everything on comfort, basing everything on just, you know, feeling good. Because that, you know, will keep us caught in repeating the same thing over and over again. Because if we are, you know, going against the current of our habits that doesn't feel good, 
in the beginning. You know, it's it's uncomfortable in the body and in the mind. But then, as we can see that this is working, you know, then actually it leads to good feelings as well. Feelings of contentment and you know, self-respect, really. And I think, you know, at this point in history, we really urgently need to find our, our way back into the web of life. We are always, of course, already part of the web of life, but we have forgotten it, you know. Our cultures, which have been so, you know, have been paying so much attention to a certain spectrum of human experience have forgotten that which underlies our very lives and indigenous cultures you know have been holding that since time immemorial and you know there's more and more willingness you know of of uh, so-called you know developed cultures like ours to listen to what the indigenous brothers and sisters have to um, teach us. Because they know, you know, how to experience themselves as being fully connected with the web of life, being fully embedded in the web of life, and then, you know, starting to make decisions from there, from that knowing. And we can relearn this, you know, we can uh, train ourselves to bring that capacity back because it's our birthright on the first place and, and also it's part and parcel of having a human body. And, you know, the meditation I'm guiding here on these Wednesday meetings are all about that, you know, giving us some support so we can experience for ourselves that we are always already embedded in the web of life. And because of that, we can open ourselves to that intelligence, to that uh, data flow, you know, which is always available. As soon as we are turning towards it, it's a very subtle flow, you know, which we need to learn to pay attention to. But as soon as we have the intention to receive that information, it will start to become available because in this realm, you know, everything works based on intention. Something, you know, which is a very subtle affair, but nevertheless very powerful. As soon as we have uh, an intention in the mind, it is setting the, the stage, you know, for what's going to happen from there. So this is a training, you know, on the one hand, it expands our capacity for perception so that we can see solutions for the world we haven't been able to see before. And on the other hand, it also shows us very clearly how much we are embedded in the web of life, interbeing, or another word is emptiness or anatta in the early Buddhist teaching, not self. So it's, a, it's also a liberating insight in terms of, you know, letting go of me and mine more and more because we understand that 
it's not like this. We can't uh, control or own the web of life, but we can yield into it. And through that yielding into it, we can become informed by it. And that's, you know, exactly what is needed now at this time in history. And I think it's the pressure, you know, which comes to us as, uh, you know, confused human beings, which kind of supports us, you know, to go deeper because there is no more place to go. There's already so many people there's already so many complexities. We need to really go deeper. We can't escape into somewhere else, you know, going to Mars or doing some kind of really crazy thing, but we can go deeper. We can go deeper into where we are coming from, which is the web of life. And it's, it's not rocket science, you know. It's an ancient art form which we can connect with and then, you know, see what happens. So please, you know, find a, a posture which you can sustain for about 40 minutes or so. You know, and knowing that solution from solutions from a disconnected place will never gain real traction. But solutions, you know, from the recognition of the deep interbeing with the web of life, they can gain traction because they are not superimposed. They are received from that intelligence, which doesn't speak to us in words, but our bodies can receive that, uh, call it transmission, vibration, whatever we want to call it. It's an intuitive knowing. So you're not allowing to sense your weight on the cushion, on the chair. We don't have to work hard. Just, you know, come along with me. It's a series of invitations. Just staying with listening. It's not like a grand thing, but it's more like countless uh, micro-adjustments. But just paying attention to the degree you can. And just let us start by noticing that we have arms and legs. You know, we are mammalian species. We are the youngest species on the planet. And we have a lot to learn. We have to 
you know, remove ourselves from the center of our worldview. This is the evolutionary learning we need to integrate by starting to pay attention to this deep embeddedness, which now becomes, you know, conscious. It's starting to emerge into the mainstream. After, you know, we have tried to control nature for several centuries, we have now come to an impasse. And just also pay, paying attention to, to the breath. The breathing in, the body expands, breathing out, relaxing into the spaciousness. Allowing a little bit more space. And noticing that there are many systems in our bodies working for us, doing their best without us getting involved in any way. The first one, you know, being the digestive system. Maybe you just had, you know, breakfast or maybe you had dinner. You can sense, you know, the food being broken down in the stomach. Next one is the respiratory system, the breathing process. Taking in the oxygen, you know, which is provided by plant life. Then the circulatory system, the bloodstream, which is, you know, pumped around the body through the heart. The nervous system which allows us you know, to sense the weight of the body sitting, sensing the expansion and contraction of the breathing process, the warmth or the coolness of the room you're sitting in. Then the fluid system, which keeps the body moist. Body consisting of about 70, 75% of water element. And the skeletal system, which holds you up, 
and the endocrine system, the hormones. So they all are working together and trying to find coherence, harmony, you know, really honoring the intelligence of this orchestra, the coherence of life, which is working well enough so you can come here for this meeting. You know, just see what you can notice. You know, that miracle which is always already working. Now we are going to connect with the broader systems around us. So, for example, you know, a place that you love, call a place that you love to mind. Maybe a place you know from your childhood or a place close by, a place that you really love and, and see what happens. So feel the love you have for that place, but also the love that place has for you. And bring that place close as a, as a resource. You know, not thinking about it, but just allowing it to arise. Doesn't need to be anything grand. Just feeling that connection. Feeling of belonging. And then, you know, connect to a, a body of water that you love. and feel the love for that body of water and see if you can feel that water body's love for you, even a little. the personality, you know, of that water body. And then uh, bring up uh, a plant being a tree or any other plant being you love outside the house or inside. And, you know, feel its love for you, too. 
that sense of, of belonging. And a relationship. And then uh, an animal companion. An animal being you love. You're feeling the innocence, the intimacy, the, the trust this being has for you. And how easy it is, you know, to love such a being and open to that love. And then you're not noticing how you feel, if anything has shifted, then you can sense that coherence of your own system and how it is so deeply connected with other systems. And through that with the flow of life, And then really allowing that to become conscious. It's like, you know, working on the first establishment of mindfulness, body. And also second and third and fourth. It's a, it's a real application of uh, attention in a way, you know, which becomes now very important for the evolutionary development of our species. It wasn't really a issue at the time of the Buddha in Iron Age India. There were just a few million people on the planet. But now it does become an issue. It has already become one. And then also let's bring in some of your beloved human beings, human friends. People you care about, who are close to you, or maybe the whole human family. And, you know, sensing your love and their love. As we are together on this evolutionary threshold, where there is definitely a way forward, but it's something we need to train ourselves in. But it's not rocket science at all. It's more coming down from all of those great technological adventures and, and coming back to the ground like an animal really because we have animal bodies mammalian bodies we are not special in that sense 
So you're feeling, sensing how that resonates with you, how that resonates with your being. And allowing it to reverberate through your system, that's how we expand perception. By opening up you know, new neural pathways, which have been dormant, but which can be awakened through repetitive you know, training, doing it again and again. Like any skill you have learned so far in your life. <clears throat> and then, you know, taking in where you are right now, the building, the house, and, you know, the care you have been putting into this place, where you live. And then opening up you know, the bottom of your feet or the bottom of your seat and sending down roots to meet the earth underneath where you are sitting. You're just like a plant being, like, like a tree. Sending those roots down, you know, with every out breath. I really, you know, go... Bring your attention to the out-breath. Down into this beautiful network underneath the earth, the root system, the mycelium of so many different beings. And just, you know, connecting down into that system which receives you. This huge network of information, which doesn't speak in words, but which has a vibrancy to it, the, the flow of life. Now, can you sense that network? That network you always already, you know, belong to. But we need to make it conscious through these kind of practices. So sensing yourself as a fully networked organism. 
you know, in relationship to countless other fully network organisms supporting each other, holding each other up. This vast field of life, which is operating since billions of years, you know, changing and changing and changing again, but vibrating in different frequencies. So yielding into that, our own, you know, interbeing nature, which is another word, you know, for anatta or emptiness, not self. And, you know, taking note what changes in you if you expand your perception in this way. Take note if there's anything happening in your heart, emotionally, in particular, is there a sense there of Relationship, connectedness, aliveness, belonging, possibility, and purpose. So noticing and enjoying all you have through this connectedness, all the resources which are always already available, if you remember that. Place, water body, plant ally, animal ally, root system, flow, data flow. And this intelligence we can tap into by yielding into that system, which goes unnoticed if we don't consciously open that up again through practicing in this way. Just in you know, align the thought, what if we together across all of these connections, all our relations, you know, we could we bring forth solutions together by operating from that intelligence and you know, voluntarily taking ourselves out of the center of the narrative 
and yielding into the web. I think that is the way forward. Into you know, a different way of uh, conducting business on this planet, quote unquote, you know, the business of living. Not thinking only about our comfort, but seeing the bigger picture. That's what, you know, right view and right intention are supporting us in. To increase the capacity for perception. And then, you know, through that bigger context, there's a sense of vibrancy, a sense of inspiration, which is coming through. So, so making that connectedness a priority, I think. That is how solutions can emerge out of this connectedness into, you know, dedicated containers like this meeting is a container for emergence. You know, every one of us receives that in a different way according to our disposition, to our gifts, our medicines, which we are bringing. To the table, our skills. We've been giving you know, those talents in order to use them for the benefit of all. So the really sense into that aliveness, the vibrancy, and you know we can receive that as the what I call it the evolutionary urge. You know, to embrace more diversity, to embrace more life, to allow more world to enter our being. Dissolving polarization,
and you know grounding ourselves in this web. And so that you know, grounding, taking care of ourselves first, because we need to take care of our mental and physical health in order to be able to be of benefit. So that evolutionary urge, that sense of vibrancy and aliveness, which comes through to us through this uh, web, which is, you know, the parts of life itself. And we can connect to that by clearing out the pathways through right view and right thought. And this very ancient teaching from Iron Age India is still completely on track, of course, because it's a timeless teaching. The core teaching of the Buddha is timeless, but the way you know how it is put in context that needs some update here and there according to the culture and the time we are living in. We're no longer living in a, in a little village in, in the northeast of Thailand, but we're living in the Bay Area or wherever you are joining from. We're living in a time of holy crisis which is you know the result of our civilization clashing with the limitations of the biosphere and we need to bow down we can't win that battle we need to slow down and really look at what we are doing and what we are not doing. So, you know, sitting and sensing that which calls us. Calls us, you know, without words, but calls us more on an energetic level through a sense of, you know, it's a beckoning, I experience it. Which is, I think, a resonance with what we already know, which is mirrored back to us by each other and by this web, 
we are sitting inside of. It's not about us, you know, figuring it all out. It's, it's about us recognizing who we are. That we are actually this web. This web of vast, you know, self-regulating intelligence which is alive and responsive if we approach it in the right way. So this calling, you know, can become a, a resource for us, for our own healing and for the healing of our world. If we, you know, engage with it. Through right view and right intention. So, you know, listening into that uh, depth of silence and the vibrancy, which is, you know, can be sensed in the body, but also can be sensed in the spaciousness all around us, the fullness of emptiness, the fullness of potential, and whatever, you know, we. concern ourselves with in terms of what, whatever we are frequently thinking and pondering upon. This is what is going to manifest. If we are thinking and pondering about how to produce more consumer goods to make more whatever money, then that's what's going to happen. If we think and ponder upon, you know, how to serve this web of life, then that's what's going to happen. And we need to, you know, make the decisions and then 
the path appears. Sort of sensing how you are impacted by all of that in the body, in the mind, in the heart. Letting go of thinking, but you know, being with the capacity to sense the vibrancy, the silence. And then you're also being aware of that which knows about all of this. Uh, awareness itself. Being aware of awareness. Conscious of knowing just, you know, like a mirror which is effortlessly reflecting what is in front of it no need to do anything. It's just what is so I'm resting as the knowing that, you know, unmanifest wisdom and compassion, which will emerge out of that openness without any reactivity and judgment. in terms of me and man. You know, and into that uh, openness, we can invite, you know, the blessings of the ancestors who have gone before us and the blessings of the future generations who are going to receive this life from us, this opportunity. This long, long chain of transmission 
going on since billions of years on this planet. An intelligent process, you know, we can align ourselves with, we can attune to and resonate with if we stop running into the wrong direction by trying to control everything and shop more and so on and so forth. really, you know, becoming or being a good ancestor and adding, adding a little bit more to that which we have received. Just a little. And in a few moments, I'm going to ring the bell. And, uh, you know, when the time comes to open your eyes, try to not lose connection, you know, with your body. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.